Hi, this is episode 20 of the American Coin Op podcast titled Maximizing Your Coin Laundry's Value. I'm your host and editor of the magazine, Bruce Beggs. Joining me today is John Vasilides, CEO of J. Vasilides & Company, based in the Chicago area. A true veteran, John began working in the laundry industry more than 40 years ago. During his long career, he's ventured into every aspect of coin laundries. He's been a multi-store owner, as well as worked as a commercial equipment distributor, manufacturer's representative, business broker, volunteer, and executive director of an industry association. John is a licensed business and real estate broker, and he's been solely responsible for brokering the sales of over 1,000 coin laundries. He's well qualified to weigh in on this episode's topic, so let's get started. John, welcome to the American Coin Op Podcast. Thank you, and it's good to be here. First, let's start with the basics, John. Uh, describe for our audience what the term value or valuation means related to a small business like a laundry. Well, valuing a business uh, or an appraisal of a business is really somebody's educated best guess as to the market value. And uh, really, this uh, it's established from an arm's length uh, open market transaction price. What are the most common methods used for placing the value of a self-service laundry? Well, there are several different methods, uh, and they're relied on by different people. For example, the replacement value of a business uh, is primarily relied upon by the insurance companies. And the depreciated value approach is primarily uh, relied upon by the banking industry. The market value approach is primarily relied upon by the real estate industry and is based off of comparables in the market. We like to use the uh, income value approach uh, for evaluating businesses because that really tells you what type of return you're going to get for your investment. So what does the income value approach look like? Well, the income value approach is based on uh, the gross income of a business less the actual operating cost for doing that business. The bottom line then would be the net cash flow. Uh, That's based on the EBITDA uh, form of uh, valuation, which is earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. And this really means the, the real value of a company. So using the net cash flow, businesses like laundromats are generally valued at a multiple of the net cash flow based on many factors. Is that right? Correct. And is that uh, more or less the the approach that is most typically used in in self-service laundry evaluation? Any small business would use this approach. And, of course, there's uh, uh, tweaks that you have to do to that. You know, you're you're taking primarily all the income from the business and deducting only the operating costs of the business to arrive at the net cash flow. Okay. What aspects of a laundry? Uh, You know, there are many. The lease, equipment, uh, level of profitability, the surrounding neighborhood, you know, others. What aspects of a laundry tend to have the greatest impact on its valuation or its devaluation? All of the ones that you mentioned uh, actually have uh, an impact and are weighted in the uh, application of the uh, net cash flow uh, to determine what the value is of the business. For example, if uh, you're looking at the equipment, uh, anything um, uh, newer than 10 years, for example, would, uh, would uh, impact positively on the uh, valuation. 
if the lease is uh, uh, less than 15 years, it would also be a negative. Uh, anything more than 15 years on the lease, 15 or more, would be a positive. The changing demographics uh, would have an impact, either positive or negative, depending on what's happening. If there's a lot of the uh, customers that uh, would use a coin laundry moving out of the area, that would be a negative. If they're moving in, it would be a positive. Right. So these are some of the things that we look at. Should the real estate, thinking about the, the store owner, uh, if they own the real estate, should the real estate and the business be considered collectively or separately in any valuation, and why is that? Well, it should be uh, considered always separately because they're really two different businesses. Uh, there's income approach. Uh, for the real estate and an income approach for the business. So uh, if you're allocating rental uh, from your business, as you should, to the real estate, then the real estate's value will be based on the income of that rental. And conversely, if the uh, if you're doing it correctly and applying the correct amount of rent as an expense on your business towards the real estate, then, of course, that would be a little bit of a negative effect on your business uh, net cash flow because you're applying the rent, but you're applying that properly. Should a laundry owner assess his or her store evaluation on a regular basis? And if so, why would that be important? Well, if you're doing uh, your accounting properly and, and uh, you're watching your uh, P&L statement, you'll be able to determine whether your income is, uh, your net cash flow is going up or going down through the years. But uh, I always recommend at least every five years to seek out a professional uh, that knows how to uh, evaluate businesses in your particular area and uh, get an evaluation. And if you're going to be working on estate planning, you should be doing it a lot sooner than that, as well as if you're thinking about selling your store. And it's important to have uh, someone, I mean, having an expert or someone who's knowledgeable in that field, do it for the independent aspect of it. Absolutely. Correct. It should definitely be a, an arm's length a situation where uh, you're dealing with a professional that knows that particular area because there are different uh, parts of the country that are operated differently. Okay. Has the nature of valuation really changed? You've been in this industry a long time, 40 plus years. Has the nature of valuation really changed that much during that time? Or are we still really valuing or we're looking at uh, the value of businesses in the same way that we did decades ago. Well, no, actually that has changed and, okay. uh, for the better primarily. I mean, uh, uninformed people in, in prior years have uh, valued stores based on the uh, income of the store and not considering anything on the net cash flow. Okay. And, uh, of course, that doesn't mean anything. You could be making a million dollars and losing 500000 so. <laughs> Right. It really depends on return on investment. People are looking at how much are they going to make back after they invest X amount of dollars to purchase a store. How can competition influence the value of a laundry? Well, either positive or negative, depending on how, <laughs> how it works out. So, for example, uh, if you've got uh, a good competition in the area and it's been there for a while, for at least three years, and your store is is a good operating store and the net cash flow has uh, remained the same or, or increased every year, then the competition in your area is really not a factor. Uh, what could be a factor is a brand new competitor moving into your market area and your store not being the best it can be uh, to compete. 
When is the best time for an owner to sell their laundry business? Is there a best time? What, what is it? Oh, absolutely. The best time is when you're doing your best and your <laughs> okay. highest cash flow is coming in. So your greatest value would be to sell it at that point. Uh, not necessarily the right timing for most people, but uh, certainly something to consider. But having said that, there are instances where you've seen in your experience that store owners don't pick that best time. For whatever reason, they try to sell at a time that might not be conducive for a sale. Unfortunately, Bruce, you're correct. That that happens a lot. People wait till the last minute until their equipment is uh, completely depleted, till their lease runs out, uh, till the competition has already moved in and taken over. And then they try to see if they can get the highest value out of their business, which is not going to happen. John, do you have any tips or suggestions that you could share with our audience about maximizing their store's value? Yes, I do. Let's talk about pricing. You should be uh, always pricing your vent price at the highest possible price to compete in your market area. You should always be a price leader instead of a price follower. Keeping your uh, operating expenses as low as possible will also help boost your profits. Uh, and this could be, uh, you know, putting solar panels for uh, assisting the water heating in your store. It could be uh, LED lighting, uh, which reduces the overall electric bill. It could be uh, investing in new equipment that uses less water than you normally would have. So all of these factors uh, play into uh, increasing your net cash flow. The lease is extremely important, as I mentioned before, and uh, you really should be negotiating your lease anytime you come close to that 15-year mark. Uh, so to make sure that you have at least 15 years, hopefully 15 years, going forward on your lease so that the buyer can take advantage of uh, uh, going in and having a good long-term lease. And that 15 years is kind of a sweet spot? I mean, that's... From years of experience from, from working, that's, that's kind what, of... That's what I'd like to see, yeah, and, okay. and most buyers would agree with that. I think it gives you enough time to uh, re, re, you know, uh, recoup your investment, initial investment, and also okay. a possibility of reselling it with some time left on the lease. Of course, your equipment is very important as well. You really need to make sure that it's operating and in good, fairly good condition all the time. It doesn't necessarily have to be new, but... Uh, it should be operating. It should be clean, neat, and uh, well taken care of. I think safety is very important for your store's environment. And this could be safety uh, from outside threats, uh, somebody coming into your store causing trouble, or from inside your store, from uh, uh, attendants that uh, you know may be meddling or caustic or even uh, uh, some of your customers that may be rowdy and uh, causing trouble. Making sure that your store is clean and uh, brightly lit and uh, free of deferred maintenance and clutter is extremely important. Let me just kind of emphasize the lighting portion of that. Okay. Uh, I've been in so many stores where the lighting is is horrible and, uh, you know, bad lighting uh, and actually bad paint color reflects on the uh, clothes coming out of the washers and the dryers, and they, they don't look as clean as they could be. Right. So I've always said, the brighter the light, the cleaner the clothes. If the clothes are cleaner, the customers are happier, and uh, they're going to tell their neighbors by word of mouth, 
and they're going to bring in more customers and you're going to make more money and you're going to make more profit and your valuation is going to go up. Well-trained attendance uh, is a very, very important, paramount importance. You're putting, you're entrusting your business, your investment, your money with people that are going to be running your store. Right. And uh, so it's your job to make sure that they're properly trained and they're doing their job all the time. Uh, that's extremely important also when you're selling your store because the buyer is going to look towards uh, hiring or rehiring the, those employees. And 90% uh, of the time they are rehired and that will give that buyer a plus and more confidence and maybe he'll pay a buyer price for your store. Uh, keeping good accounting practices by making sure that your tax returns for the last three years accurately reflect uh, what your business is really doing. Uh, the importance of this is often overlooked, uh, but it's extremely important to be able to show uh, to a buyer or to a bank or to an SBA lender uh, what your store is actually doing. So you need a good paper trail, and uh, if you can't show what your store is doing, then you're not going to get your maximum value. So uh, basically proper and accurate records with a good paper trail uh, is of the greatest value. You know, you've had a conversation here, uh, John, about all of these different aspects of valuation. I've been waiting to hear that magic bullet, something, uh, you know, a, a formula, as it were, that you can apply to raise the valuation of your store. It's really all about being a good, solid laundry owner and paying attention to the details. That goes a long way to keep that valuation high, right? Absolutely. I mean, uh, if you're going to own a business, you've got to manage it properly. You've got to be there. You've got to spend the time and necessary, and you've got to make sure that you're touching on everything. Uh, every aspect of your business uh, will impact uh, the final value of your store. Well, John, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we've learned a lot about maximizing our coin laundry's value and, and about valuation in general, and we couldn't have done it without your help. So thank you very much for being the guest, being my guest on the American Coin Op Podcast. Well, thanks, Bruce, and it's been a pleasure to be here. The American Coin Op Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazines, LLC in Chicago, with music written by Nazar Ryback and provided by Hook Sounds. For more information about future podcasts, visit our website at AmericanCoinOp.com or consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. For the American Coin Op Podcast, this is Bruce Beggs saying your cycle is up.